I am the bread of life. In today's gospel, we continue this long passage from John's gospel called The Discourse of the Bread of Life. It's one of the largest discourses in in John's gospel, and we are going to be reading it for several weeks during the summer. John, the evangelist John, has multiple layers of which he always writes at. There's there's a there's a meaning, and then there's a double meaning. There's often a meaning underneath. There's irony that goes on. There's double irony that goes on. And uh, quite frankly, it's a, a fun gospel to read because one has to almost decrypt what he is saying. In today's gospel, for example, um, we have to take note of the uh, triple denial that the would-be disciples or the hearers of Jesus are going through. And it's important to break it open just because it's the rich meaning for this gospel today. Uh, the first layer of the denial is that their hearers of Jesus are, are, are disbelieving or denying that, that God would speak to them. Uh, that they had the Torah, they had the prophets, but they didn't believe that God would speak to them, that they weren't that special, number one. The second thing is they that they didn't believe that God had anything new to say to them. There was no freshness. It was, in other words, the, what they said in the Torah and the prophets was it. That was the message. There was nothing new to be added. That's the second denial. The third one, of which, is, which is emphasized in today's gospel, is that if he was to talk to us, and if he was going to give us something new, it certainly, it most certainly would not be in the person of Jesus Christ. And why? Because, well, we know him. He's too ordinary. He's from Nazareth. He's the son of the carpenter. Like, we, we know his mother and his father. How could it be from him? How could he, quote, come down from heaven? And, and this is where it, it starts to get uh, really fun to watch them. Well, fun in the sense of that we can see ourselves in this. If we're really honest, we too have that triple denial. I mean, we don't, we often don't believe that God would speak to, to us. Why would he speak to me? Like, I'm just a, you know, a regular prisoner. I'm married. I got kids. God isn't going to speak to me. And then if God does speak to me, like, he doesn't have anything new to say to me. Why would God say, say something new to me? Don't we have the Scriptures? See, we don't even believe that. As Catholics, we believe that, yes, the Scriptures is a preeminent place, but we believe God is always talking to us, to every single one of us. And here's the most important part, is that then who is he speaking to us through? Because, like, is Jesus going to speak directly to us? Well, the answer is yes. And who does he come to? In the most ordinary voices of those around us. Just like Jesus came in the most ordinary voice at that time. So who is that ordinary voice that God is speaking to us? Well, it might, be, um, it might be just a stranger who says something kind to us or maybe something challenging to us that we have not heard. Or maybe it is from a familiar voice. Somebody, um, well, maybe our spouse, who we often discount as, as anything relevant to say in our lives, right? Uh, or maybe it's a child who think, well, what would a, a, a child ever know? Or maybe it's a parent or another relative or a close friend. 
You see, God is constantly breaking open and speaking to us through those around us, and He has something fresh to say to us every single day. If we have ears to listen, we will hear. If we have faith to believe, we will see how He is operating. See, there's, um, I, I think one of the problems we have I, I don't think it's our generation only, but particularly our generation, is I think we, we believe that when, when God created us, that it's a past tense event. event. In other words, God created us. We're, he's done. You see, that's not Catholic theology at all. Catholic theology is, yes, God created us in His, his image, and He is creating us still now. And that creation process is where we come in because we become co-creators with God primarily of ourselves and then of the world. But we have to cooperate with that. You see, um, in the Eastern Church, they have a term for this. It's called the divinization process or a theokosis, which means is that we become more like God every day that we live, Hopefully we become more like God every day, right? Because there are those who cooperate in the opposite way. So we have to cooperate with God's work in our life to become more like God, and then, then we become more, more Christ-like in our daily life. And this is what the letter to the Ephesians was talking about in today's second reading. And this is written in Paul's, in Paul's name. They're saying that, look, be very clear that if you, here, here's how we know we're part of this divinization process and how we know we are not. Is if we're part of malice, deceit, divisiveness, we are not from the Holy Spirit. We are not, participate, not participating in God's way in the world. Now, you just think of what we're experiencing in our world today and all the division and all the words that divide us and malice and deceit that's happening. You have to say there's a lot of non-participation in the divinization process. But then the letter says, and if you want to know if you are part of God's process of purification of goodness, then you will be kind and compassionate and good towards others, Forgiving, forgiving towards others as God is forgiving towards you. Be imitators of God. So our role as, as Christians, this, this bread of life we partake, we partake in, is about allowing God to continue the creation process within us, that we become more like God as each day goes on. Now, I don't know about you, one of the hardest parts about getting older is we think that the, we think it, it, it's like, what's the point? Like, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I've done the best I can. I'm, I'm finishing here. No, you see, the way God's works is that we're like a unfinished artwork until the last day. And, you know, if you've ever watched artists at work, sometimes the final touches to a piece of artwork are the most brilliant because they're the ones that add the color and the depth or that last little bit of sculpture that removes this, short, this hard edge. And suddenly you go, it pops. And you go like, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Well, that's what you and I are. 
were unfinished artwork. And until the last stroke and the last sort of chip of the block, until the last smoothing out, the Lord is not done with us. And we want to co-create with Him the beauty and the art that He has created till our very last breath. And remember, sometimes the last strokes are the most important ones. So today as we come to the table to receive the bread of life once more, know what we are doing. We are participating in this divinization process that we are becoming more like Christ, and our role is to cooperate with it, is to be kind, to be gentle, to be compassionate, and to be forgiving and loving towards all. That's our process. That is the exciting process, and it stays true till the last breath of our life. We are still being created by God, a work of art. So today, we receive the bread of life because he is the bread of life.